pays pals, pay pals, pay interviews, awesome people who happen to be his pals, pay pals. Oh, hey stranger, what's your name? You were listening to PayPals, and today I am interviewing my pal Jasmine. Jasmine is technically a very new friend, and actually, as of the time of our recording, I've only known her for a few weeks. You may not get that impression, though, because of the deep, invasive, and private stuff that we constantly talk about. And honestly, because of the depth of these conversations we always have, I feel that I know her a lot better than people I've known for far longer. Sometimes you realize that with some people, you're just exchanging information. And with others, you are actually talking about beliefs, emotions, feelings, and thoughts. That's how it is to be on the same wavelength as someone. Sure, some people are just born with a capacity and self-awareness to launch into such deep topics as family of origin, relationship trauma, and the emotional constipation of our Asian upbringing. But unfortunately, most of us will get there because we needed to for some reason or another. For better or worse, that's both me and Jasmine, as you'll hear. She is a yoga teacher, cafe owner, meditation expert, crossfitter, and she possesses some of the most amazing and impressive shoulders you'll ever see. She's about to open her own yoga studio in Bangkok. And like another guest on this podcast, she also has a discount animal named Kuma. And this cat is also a micro-influencer because of his underbite. Jasmine and I met through a mutual friend through the context that I was moving to Bangkok. And she's been living here for 15 years, originally from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. We talk about the failings of Asian education, how we learn to feel emotions, our relational traumas, and our biggest lessons from the mistakes that we've made. Thanks, Jasmine. Wait, how much is your group class? My group class is 555. Why 555? Just uh, for ha ha ha. Yes, it's an energy number. That's our target right now. And then also in Thai, it means... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, not really. Yeah, in, in the number energy world, it means change. 555 five, five means change? Yeah. Like what kind of change? Like life change? So go to your class and your life Make will a change. change. Your body yes. will change. Yeah. <laughs> so for your private class, is it 5555? Five, 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 five? It's 2222. Two, two, two. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> so what is the significance of 2222? Two, 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 two? Alignment. What kind? Just alignment in your life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something's going to come into alignment to your life. So that's why there's a saying, if you keep seeing 2222, two, 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 you're in a good place. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you been seeing it recently? Quite a lot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. or, do you remember the last place you saw it? On my phone most of the time. Yeah. Why? Because it's phone. your background? Instagram? No, it's just like the clock. Oh, like two twenty-two yeah. p.m. Yeah, I haven't seen five 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 in a while. <laughs> you can see five five five. You can see five you can. o'clock. Yeah, you yeah, can, five you five. We have to wake up at five. No, <laughs> only once a day. Only once a day. A possibility for me. From what you know of me, what's the number I would like to see the most? One means a new beginning. Two means alignment. Okay. Three sort of means uh, support. Four means protection. Five change. Yes. Six is like uh, like money, I think. Yeah, money okay. flows. Okay. Seven is like luck. Okay. Eight, it's abundance. Okay. Uh, nine, it's, uh, what was it? Oh, nine is release. Oh, I'll go for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for that one. That would be a hard one. Nine, nine, nine. Nine, nine, nine. You have to find, you have to find nine, nine, nine. You have to buy something on sale. Yeah. Like nine nine nine. Yeah, and you're like, oh, come on, it's a thousand baht. Yeah. We have that nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine for twenty class or something. Yeah. So I just moved here, and it's been really nice to to meet you and me, and then uh, you know actually feel like I know some people here, and then not feel like I'm alone and lonely because you know it's a quite a big city, and there's a lot of options for everything, mm. but it's also it's that feeling of being alone in a crowd almost. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be a little bit isolating. I understand. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was sort of like that when I first moved here. So I was doing a lot of a lot of stuff alone in the university for a year until yeah. someone approached me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did they approach you? Just in the class. Like, hey, you want to be friends? Really? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wait, that was university back in Malaysia. Yeah? No, back here, here okay. in Thailand. So, yeah. so like your your background. Maybe you want to uh, oh, elaborate yeah. a little bit on it. I um, know you grew up in Malaysia, KL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from Malaysia. So my mom's Malaysian. My dad's Taiwanese. Right. My dad moved to Malaysia for work, and that's where he met my mom. Yeah, and then you stayed there until you were before university, right? Before university, I was until nineteen. Yeah. Yes, and then I moved here. Yes. Family moved here too. The whole family moved the to Bangkok. Family, yeah. And then you just, now it's now. Now you stayed. You just stayed. I just stayed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit better of a situation though, because at least in theory, you have like classmates that you could get to know and grow up with. Yeah, still have the opportunity to. I, I don't have problem making friends, I would say normally. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of like the introvert where the extrovert just pick you up and then brings oh, yeah. you everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, introvert's best friend is the yes. extrovert, right? Yeah. Does it get tiring? It gets tiring, not really. I, I'm pretty good at just like, you know, fading off, like, okay, I'm going home. Okay, bye. bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting it now. Now, suddenly I understand why you're friends with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice balance, right? Yeah, it is. It's it a perfect is. balance. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so you went to university here. What did you study? International business management. Oh. It's totally. Are you using that? I don't think so. I'm <laughs> 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 okay, well, something like marketing, you know, doing those Excel sheets. So yeah. Very basic stuff. You don't really need to go to the university to learn, actually. That's true. I think. I think as a, the older that I get, the, the more I realize that, yes, for some things, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer like I used to be, you have to go to university and you probably should. But if, if your life goes another way, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, if you're trying to work for yourself, it's not really not that necessary. necessary. So anyway, university, introvert, extrovert. And now what do you spend your time mostly doing? Now mostly yoga. Yeah. Yes. Very focused on that. Trying to build my own thing. Some In one way, sort of building your own self-worth. Self-esteem. Hmm. Well, you also have a cafe, right? So I thought you would have gotten something from that. Not really, because that was built for my brother. It wasn't really for me. Oh, okay. Uh, even though my parents would like to say it's for you guys. No, it's, no not. it's not. No, <laughs> no it's not. It's yeah. not really how it works. Ah, so this is finally your chance to be like, establish yourself as, as you. Yeah. Independently. Me. So that's teaching and then wanting to run a studio, right? Teaching, yeah. There's also a lot of in teaching and getting. I think it's one place where I find my effort being appreciated mm-hmm. and being valued mm. for who I am. How do you mean? Like if you work so hard in one place, people don't really see what you're contributing. But you gave it all and they just keep taking. At one point, right. you're drained. Right. And then you don't get anything back. Yeah, that's right. And then in the end, you are not appreciated. That's okay if they don't appreciate you. But they make it feel like you should, you choose to do it. It's on your own. Like, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> you know. Fine, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So now, yeah, you have a point. So now I'm going to go use the same energy and yeah. do it for my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Is this the first time you're not working with uh, anyone you're related to? Yes. Right, right. 
Uh, not first time. I, I've worked with a few jobs before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But this would be the most significant step for you. This would be the most significant, significant in a way that I chose it. Yeah. Like I chose this myself. It's like I'm. I have to do it for myself, <laughs> not for anybody. Okay. Well, this is a. This kind of brings yeah. us to an interesting point. You feel like this is something that you want to do. You obviously have a passion for it. But yeah. It's also something that you feel like you want to do for self growth. Just finding some piece of yourself back slowly, like you know, picking up the piece. There was scattered around by people that you grow up with. <laughs> well, I you guess know. that's a good segue yeah. into this, yeah. into Asian family values, right? Yeah. I don't know how you see it, but you know, I'm from from the U.S. and I've been living in the Asia for a while. It seems to me that uh, a lack of emotional education is cultural. It is some way very still. I would still. say, still. sure, still. Yeah. What has your been your experience with that? Broadly speaking. Broadly speaking, well, yeah. I guess that a lot of uh, self-doubt damage growing up. Yeah. You doubt your own decision, your self-esteem, your self-worth, all this. And then, yeah, you sort of just lost yourself. Like, in the end, at one point, you're going to be like, who the hell am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Do you think that came mostly from your parents? Mostly parents and I think culture-wise too. Like, you grow up in the culture, society sort of brought up the same effect, like the friends around you, yeah. the system in school. What is the message that you are receiving that you shouldn't stand out, that you should just listen to your parents? And then is there also an element of because you're a female? Oh yeah, because I'm female, uh, you're not really the important one or you just sort of have to support the other just because you're a sister to your brother. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they gave it to your like younger that. brother, right? Yeah, yeah I have a younger that's brother. That's strange. Yeah. One might think that's strange that they gave that the older sister has to support the younger brother, right? But not even the older have to support the younger. Yeah. But sometimes it's also because you're female. You sort of just throw into doing things that you're supposed to be doing as a female. Oh. You know. Yeah, sure. If you're in Korea ever, you have to pour the, the drinks and the tea for everyone. Does, yeah. Doesn't matter. Something almost. like that, like cleaning the house yeah. or like cooking for the your brother, cooking for people. Really? Or, you know, just clean up the mess. Oh <laughs> That's uh, what the female does, right? At home. Uh, in the yeah. uh, 1950s, yeah. Yeah. And whatever the guys needs help, you just have to help them. Even like, even like older brothers or older siblings. Just because they're female or, you're, or you are the more capable one where they can reach out to you mm. because they know you can get things done. Yeah. So you become the one they go to. But you can't say no because when you say no, you become the bad sister right. or you become the bad daughter. Right. Or you're selfish or whatever. You know? Yeah. Uh, you, you have a very good keyword there. Just selfish slash boundaries. This whole thing is... Uh, does not exist. Yes. <laughs> the differentiation between those two and then just the, also the differentiation between the self and the family. It's just mm. doesn't exist. Doesn't right? exist. Here. And in, yeah, here and in a way, it's hard to define where is the line to like being selfish or being selfless in a way that it doesn't cost you losing yourself. And also selfishly, you have to also protect your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So that's a very very dangerous line that you might cross then nobody knows where's the line and everyone has a different line some people have no line some people have no line some people yes. have no line <laughs> how has it been for you to find that line for yourself still navigating it i, I guess like at yeah. some point now i just try to ask myself whenever like someone asks and then i would sort of ask myself do i have the energy to do it hmm. and if i do it 
how would I feel after? Mm. If I still feel okay, then I would go do it. If I don't feel okay, I would just say no. I think, yeah, I guess that's a middle step, right? Yeah. Because I guess for me, I just think, do I want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Oh, like, okay. I don't necessarily think about like, uh, my first instinct is not to be like, if I can, I will, mm. which was, which is kind of what it sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My first instinct is like, what am I getting from this? So that's the line, yeah. like, where am I coming from? What What do I get from this? But to me, it's more like, if I don't want to be a selfish people, mm. like it's just about me, then I have to go beyond that thinking. Like, so do I have the energy and how much I value this person who's asking my help? And in a way that if I value him or her enough, and if I have the energy, then I'll do it without like, you know, expecting anything. That sounds much more generous than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but at some point, if you don't think about the effect which is like there's a lot of point in my life where i don't think i was disconnected with my body like what do you mean by that disconnected with your body meaning your body is actually saying no but then your mind is saying saying you deal with that later what is that what does it feel like when your body says no now i think it's sort of like you really sort of when people ask you uh -huh. and then your body says no it's sort of like you are not sure and yeah. you are thinking your mind is tricking you oh you're hesitating you're hesitating yeah. but your mind is tricking you yeah Oh, okay, I can do this and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when you are not in the line. Ah, okay. In a way, yeah. You're not thinking clear. Two, two, two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. You're not You're not thinking clearly. Like you're thinking through emotionally. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, I went through this kind of jump to being able to draw a line because I realized kind of like you, I was like, wait, I do all this stuff and I'm like, afterwards I feel so, I didn't necessarily feel bad, but I just felt like I had wasted my time. Like you've been used and you've just like... Not necessarily been used. I know what you mean by that. Silly? Sometimes. But most of the time it was just like, oh, why did I do that? I didn't want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I still don't want to do it even when I'm there. So I, I guess the question I used to ask myself is like, do I want to do this or do I feel like I have to because of a duty or obligation? Mm. Yeah. And now I just think, do I want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense actually in one place. It doesn't make and sense with family, though. It doesn't make sense with family, <laughs> but I think at one point they, when you reacted that way, like when you say no, yeah. they sort of, they sort of back off. Now, yeah. for me, now they, they sort of just like okay. Oh, yeah. You had to train them. <laughs> yeah, sort Your of parents, had to train right? them, but you have to say no in a, in a very. You can't really be very direct to them. You mm. just sort of have to like, oh, I can't do it. I, I'm, I have work or stuff like that. Do you actually have work? Sometimes no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily matter. Mm. Okay. But I try to be as honest as possible. Like if I don't have work, I have meeting with friends. I'll just tell them I have to meet friends. And if they, most of, most of the time they're okay. Yeah. They might say something very sarcastic, but yeah, you just like... Oh, like, oh, okay. no time for me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and you just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Bit. Oh. What is the way that you deal with family when it comes to that? Oh, same. Yeah, really? Same, uh, same way, like, do I have the energy to do it? If yeah. not, then no. What, yeah. what, what happens with the massive guilt they give you? Oh, back then it used to impact a lot, but now it, I think I know that the guilt, it's coming from yourself you give that oh. to yourself not from them right they are trying to give you that feeling well not intentionally i think that's not their intention they're just oh. that's just how they brought up and <clears throat> that's just how they talk to people and yeah. then they don't i don't think they actually know the word guilt 
Yeah, or the right, effect right. that you are feeling. Right. Because that's when right. you say it, when you say you feel, if you feel guilty, they would say, "What? Well, that's nothing to do with me." Which is true. The guilt comes from us, ourselves. Oh, that's what they told you before. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, one of my first reactions when I hear stuff like that is like, how were my grandparents to them? Yeah. <laughs> right? It must have been that. You know, obviously there's a general, gener generational gap. There was even a cultural gap at this point. But it's like, I think from what it sounds like, your parents suffered a lot <laughs> also. I think they do. Especially my mom, like, these days, been talking to her and then looking back at how she brought us up. And yeah. I mean, she got pregnant at 19. Like, what does she know, you know? Like, looking back at when I'm 19, I'm still like clueless with my life. Kid. I don't really know much about my grandparents because, I mean, when I, when I was born, I was being brought up by my grandma for a while that I remember. Oh. And she's always been nice when we were young to us. Oh, to the grandkids. Right? To the grandkids. Of and she's always been a nice grandma, cute grandma. Because she's already old, you know. Yeah, she has no we energy. we don't know we don't know when she's nineteen, when she's twenty, when she's thirty. Yeah. That's a different side that we've never seen. People do mellow out with age. Mm. And then they just don't have the energy for it anymore. Hate requires energy. <laughs> you know? They're just like whatever. Yes, it's a strong energy that actually is good to release it, yeah. If you could assign a, a number to your your mom or your dad, which one do you think they need the most? Nine. Both? Yeah, both. So this is release, right? Yeah, I think they have a lot of pent-up anger. From? From back then and from their marriage, from what happened in the past. They did not really resolve it properly. Mm. But this is just my point of view, but they might think that they already resolve it in their way. Do you think they have? Not really. <laughs> do you think this is even a concept? Well, a concept if they have, they wouldn't have been like, you know, bickering with each other daily, you know. Yeah. What do you think their biggest, what's the word that I'm searching for? Trauma or shadow shadows are? Guilt. Guilt? I think most probably guilt because that's been in our family a lot, I think, in one way. What do you think it came from for them? Uh, my dad, the divorce, uh -huh. the second wife. Yeah. Uh, and the guilt of not giving the first uh, the kids, yeah. the first kids more attention, right? Or a a, a proper family, I, I would say. I guess like a f perfect family. Because like he think. left, right? Because well, he didn't really left. Oh, the mom left. Oh, okay. But he was the one. The kids stay with him, so he has to provide the school. Oh, my mom has to raise them up. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned one time that all all of your step siblings all went to school abroad right yeah but they were also living in, we were also yeah. living in the same house right together with the stepmom that's interesting yes <laughs> and back then we thought okay this is quite normal but now thinking of it it's very toxic in a way wait two moms yeah. in two one moms in one house, house yeah it's a big house it's sort of the big house compared back then yeah. not big enough though <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was sending the 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 step siblings abroad kind of his way of like Releasing some guilt? I don't think so. It's just like the kids or the mom requests, their mom requests them to be sent overseas. Mm -hmm. So he's just being the responsible dad yeah. to try to provide whatever he can. Okay. So that's your dad's guilt. What about your mom's, do you think? My mom, I don't think she thinks much about what's her guilt, but... What do you think it is? I guess if you become someone else's second wife, that's sort of a story that people think you, you know... You've become the intruder of another family. Yeah, that's true. So for her, was she like very, very clear about that you must appear to be a certain way? And 
You must really care about what people think. I think so. They don't say it, but the way they portray it,、mm-hmm. since we grow up, it's pretty much like that. Like showing for people, like we're a perfect, happy family. Oh, really? <laughs> perfect, happy family with perfect, happy, loving family. But like, where did you get that Two from? Two women in one home. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone bought that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but parents are are role models, right? So yeah, you try to you can only learn from what they model if they don't say it. Yeah, and that's for better or worse. Usually, it's for worse. It is because looking back, think a lot of、uh, a lot of unconscious thought that you have with your parents. Like I don't want to be like that. Yeah, but you ended up either like being、that. like them or become like the first the stepmother. Ah,、oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just don't know any different. Yeah. You haven't seen anything different. Yeah. It's like there's an analogy I, I say sometimes. It's just like you take a a lion, you put them wherever the lion only knows、mm. how to lion. Yeah. And he's just gonna keep killing and eating stuff. And yeah. Because he doesn't know anything else. Yeah, that's just what you're familiar with, and then、yeah. that's what you keep attracting. Until at one point, like、yeah. I need to stop this shit. <laughs> okay, so I think I always think、yeah. talking about like the transition is interesting.、Yeah. So what what was the thing that made you be like, oh shit, I'm just like my mom. <laughs> And I need to change that. I think the biggest impact was my last relationship, the 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 third, the one that was three years and ended. Yeah, yeah, that one hit rock bottom because you you thought this is this could be the one,、mm-hmm. and then suddenly just not. What happened in the relationship? It becomes like in the point it becomes codependent. Yeah, and then I was in subconscious role.、Mm-hmm. Like my mom,、mm. just doing what we're doing at home, cleaning,、yeah. cooking, but at the same time, trying to prove my independence. I have to work outside, look for the money,、mm. you know, support myself.、Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, there was so much happening. Like my brother is sick. Yeah. And then I have to figure out where is this coffee shop gonna go. Right. And then there's so many responsibility and nobody to talk to. There's Not- no way out. Yeah. You can talk to him about it. No, because I don't know what's going on with myself that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you never learn in, when you grow up. You just sort of like take it all in. I think that's a good way to put it. I think the way that I describe myself. And then deal it with yourself, you know. Yeah. The in the way that you know how. Which is、uh, a very bad way. Yeah, you just take it all in. Yeah. And it doesn't come out like so. The way one of the ways I used to describe myself is being very emotionally constipated. Yes. So just you take it all in, <laughs> doesn't. You can't squeeze it out. Yeah, and you don't know what's going on. You're just always being、right. so moody, and、yeah. you don't even know what's depressed is. Right. You just know that you are not. You're not. Your mind is not in the right place. Your body is not in the right place. You're just all over the place. So what it sounds like to me is also a lot of what I went through in my past relationships. But I know where it came from, and that's you know just the parent, the upbringing, which、mm-hmm. is. For me, to be specific, it's like a, a lack of an emotional education, right? Yeah. So, like, I was never—I could never really talk about stuff, and they never express stuff to me, certainly.、Mm. So, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I, when I was going to a therapist a while ago, she had me do this exercise where, like, I was supposed to label my emotions. Pardon? Label my label. emotions. Label. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and then I was even like, can I? Can I have like a list of? Choices. I don't even know what.、Oh, yeah, I went through that too. Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah, because there's a similar lack of emotional education, right? Yes, like、yeah. you don't know what what emotion is, like what is sad, what is angry, what is 
Right. You just know angry, but you don't really know what you're angry about. Yeah. You doesn't know where it's coming from. You right. know you're sad, but you don't know what you're sad about. You right. Know? You don't really go deeper. And then it, the 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 type of reaction that creates is just frustration because you're just like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yes. And then, so for me, I I was able to witness this in someone else with one mm. someone I dated, which was like the only thing that she could say was that she was uncomfortable, like in Chinese, like pushu. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? And she couldn't really go any deeper or mm. any any give any more insight. So obviously frustrating for me, but mm. it was more frustrating for her because she was just like, I don't know what's happening in my brain. Ah, uh, yes, I had that before too. That really, that's after this breakup, and I dated a guy. Yeah. And yeah, he pushed a lot of uncomfortable feelings out, which I thought I was doing a lot of mm. healing work. And I thought, I'm, I guess I'm in a good place, better, you know, better, better, better place. Better, yeah. But then this kind of uncomfortable emotion keeps coming up. It's sort of like you can't explain because you haven't experienced it. Right. But then you have so much awareness right now with what go, what's going on, but you still don't have the tools to like, you know, process it or sort of like articulate it in the right way right yeah all you can do is just feel, feel it. uncomfortable yeah feel yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is uncomfortable it really is but so, that's i think that's a good sign because before i don't even know what uncomfortable feels like but yeah. now i know how uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable feels like then i can dig to it like hmm. and then i can start asking myself question what was it i feel uncomfortable about I, I yeah. think that's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's a step that most people will never get to, right? Yeah. Because it requires you to be able to pause and, um, well, good thing you're, good thing you teach yoga and meditation, right? Because it's like pausing and observing your emotions and not being taken away by them. Yeah, but teaching, it's also one where you have to teach, like mm. you have to know what you're preaching, right? Yeah, In yeah. a way, like, yeah, that's right. sometimes when you, when you teach, it's easy to like tell people what to do, but when you're yeah, doing it right. on your own, it's it's a different practice. Yeah, that's why they say you have to keep in yoga. There's a saying, uh. keep practicing or it's coming. Oh, so I think that's the teaching. It's not about your, your, how you do the poses. Right. It's actually the inner work that right. it's saying. Those past two relationships or experiences. What, what do you think your, your childhood kind of showed up in those? Abandonment wound. Yeah. Big. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big, uh, trigger in a way that mm. you don't have self-worth. And that comes from a dark place that happens back in uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. I, uh, we, we can. I can. I sort of want to let it out because it's like, it's been weighing on me a lot. And I want to know that I'm not the only one out there. And a lot of Asian girls, I believe, they've been through this, but they can't say it out. Okay. Yeah. Sexually abused. Oh, yeah. 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 And sexually abused by someone you trust. Yeah. It's way worse, I yeah. think. That yeah. must, I, well, that's a violation of trust, right? Yeah. That must be much worse. It, it feels like you, you can't trust people anymore. Do so you feel like you carry that to this day? I still do, but I'm working on it. Do you feel like that's why you're not a, a golden retriever <laughs> uh, personality type? Because, you, you know, maybe it, maybe it does affect these things where like how you view people and then so you slowly like come close into a it, right? Yeah, yeah, close, right? Possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Of I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Looking at it, yeah. But I, I, I mean, just if you think about it, it's like if you have a trauma, then it's just, um, especially one to do with trust, right? Yeah. Then it's that creates a trust issue, right? And then so you, you don't trust the people that are coming to you in the daily course of life. Mm -hmm. But I don't, know, I don't know if that's your case. Most of the case, yes. Really? Yeah. 
oh, I'm so surprised you decided to to meet me. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know me. Well, I think more like intimate relationship compared to friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I, most of the intimate relationship, there's trust issue. Oh, but for friendship, you. Friendship, I have a good friendship. I would say yeah. friendship has been always a great support in my life. Do you just kind of keep a very small circle? Close one. Yeah. I think I have a few circle. And each circle of them has a few that I'm close to. Okay. Yeah. Quite good. Yeah. Not bad. Better than me. <laughs> I, I'm new. <Yeah. laughs> new beginnings. One? One? Beginnings is new one, beginnings. Yeah. One, 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 yeah. one, one. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. So there's abandonment. So that, what does that create? That creates insecurity in an intimate relationship? Insecurity. You can't trust people. Yeah. Uh, unsafety. You can't really mm-hmm. express there's no boundaries basically because when you set mm. when you don't know how to set boundaries because back then when you set boundaries people just leave. Oh. Like you can't say no, but yeah. if I say no they just leave. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. So then this kind of also creates like a people pleasing. People pleasing. Yeah. yeah. And you sort of you're doing things you don't want to do but you just want to be the nice girl, you know. <laughs> and then when yeah. that word came out you just sort of like what does that even mean? You're like it the triggers nice you. Yeah, yeah. It triggers you a lot. Yeah, it's not usually a compliment, right? It doesn't feel like a compliment. It's not yeah. usually. If you said, if I went out with someone and I all I told you was, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, she's yeah. <laughs> not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. Nice is not usually a compliment mm. in that aspect. But in one way, you also, also see it, like you receive it, but you also give it to people before too. That's why you know how it feels. Ah, you know that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, like a, it's like a mirror, right? It's like Just a mirror, looking at other yeah. people. Oh, right. So that's a very classic thing, right? You, you, what you don't like about other people is often what you don't like about yourself. Yes, I think that's very true. So you have to be yeah. really careful with what you say about people. I get that a yeah. lot with people I used to date. That now you look back, yeah, you sort of see like they're actually talking about themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like their reactions? Yeah, the reaction they had about people, the compliments, not compliments, the judgment. The judgments. The judgments, right. yeah. Yeah, it's always about yeah. themselves. And they have like double standards. When they do it, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, what it is is when Something they... Something higher. Yeah, when they do it, it's like, it's just, oh, just one time. Yeah. And then when someone else does it, it's like a character flaw. Yes, true. Yeah. Well, that's tough to hear about. Sorry that happened to you. Uh, it's okay. It's been a while, but yeah. Oh. I think it just felt like you. I, I, to, I think I told you I don't have a therapist. Yeah. And it's hard to actually think about going to a therapy because you never you, because we brought up in a culture where yeah. seeing a therapy means you're crazy. There's right. something wrong with you. Right, right, right. Only you need to go to see a therapy. Right. But it's not because something happened to you that you need to work that out. That's a shame, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think differently these days about it? I do because I, I listened to one of the therapies on podcast. Oh, Gaber Gaber Mate, I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. he said some. He mentioned something like trauma is not is not what happened to you, but it's something that happens to you that stays in you. Mm, okay. So it's yeah yeah. It's just have to know that what what was it that stays in you triggers you. It's not. It's just have to release that. Okay. So what is uh, the process that you are going through now for releasing? I think to recognize your body feeling uncomfortable and what can you do about it okay yeah. like what does that mean um, in certain in certain way you have to like for me it's sexual abuse right sure 
So you have to look at your past relationship. Yeah. It's mostly related to an intimate mm. issue that brought up my trigger. Ah, okay. Intimacy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Physical intimacy most of the time. So obviously you're not a touchy person. I'm not a touchy person, but if I'm close to that person, I know that that's required to make a relationship work. That's why you yeah. uh, you become like sort of, you please them too. Oh, okay. Just because they like it. Sure. And that's also part of my trauma, I think, because I sort of attract to people that's like to touchy, touchy, touchy people. Right. Because, the opposite side. B- b- but that's because you are, you will accommodate. I will accommodate to Is that a what you mean? certain point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What are other ways that you can you can kind of articulate that your upbringing, maybe the values or beliefs that your parents gave you have, have shown up in your in your relationships or in your life? Articulate in... Anything that you can identify? I guess emotional support. Like, lack, of, like lack, lack thereof. Lack of emotional support and lack of the place where you can express like this kind of stuff that happens to me at school. Yeah. And I can't go home and tell them because I don't feel safe. I mean, I can already imagine what, yeah. what the response would be, you know? It's like, what are you, what are you doing? It's fine. It happens yeah. to everyone. Or like... Probably not that. Either that or it it's going to say like... uh what did you do? Yeah, well, that's instead right. Of, instead of what happened to you, it's, it's right. traumatic, you know. Right. Or you had it on your own, you know, you, you, you know mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that is, that comes into your intimate relationships, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. well, it's sort of, in one way, what they say is sort of true. Like, now you're going to have to start to take responsible for your boundaries. I, yeah. And what you what you allow, what you don't allow. Yeah. But you wasn't, you wasn't thought... Nobody teach you that, right? So right. they just expect you to know that you need to tell people no if they touch you like this or they touch right. you like that. You know right. what kind of person you can trust or not. You know, I think it's very important for, like, I would say, parents to teach their children or young kids, right? Like, which part you are allowed to be touched. Yeah. And if it's not comfortable, you are allowed to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so common sense, right? Yeah, but just but nobody not. tell you how. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's a gap in the education in? Asia? In Asia, and then I think a lot of women experience it. For sure. Did, did not know they had it. What do you mean? They just didn't know that it was like a bad... They were just like, oh, this is something that happens. Or, this is just something happens, or this is just something boys would do. But they don't see it as it's a sexual abuse. Ah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just, oh, this happens. That's it. And they just repress because they feel shame or they feel like, yeah. you know, if they can't accept what happened, it means there's something wrong with them. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just like boys will be boys. Yeah. And what's wrong with you? Yeah. That you can't just it's like be cool. Yeah, yeah. Something just like that. Just be cool. Yeah. So I think a lot of yeah. Asian growing up, it's a lot of repress of the true emotion. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that Asia is a giant patriarchy? Well, it is what it is, you it's know. Is, yeah. But yeah. I guess slowly at one point with the culture, the Western culture comes in. Yeah. Sort of helps a little bit. It does. Like all this stuff comes from the psychology, the mental health, wellness, right. the trauma, the abuse. It's all coming from the Western. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so I predict this will be much bigger in about 10 years in Asia. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. I mean... Look, you guys got like rap music and like <laughs> Disney movies and like, oh uh, yeah, mental health is coming too. Yeah. If only it started in Korea, right? Because then you guys would adopt it real quick. <laughs> because K-pop. look how popular BTS and K-pop are. Uh, true. Just like the drama, would, right? Yeah, everyone would jump on it. 
Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the big one of the big reason why it's I would say it's pretty fucked up because we watch what we we learn, right? And mm. all these dramas is going to our brain un, unconsciously. If you have awareness, that's good. If you don't have awareness, you just you think it's real, right? You, you think, think it's reality. real, and you you can use it. Uh, yeah. Or you use it in your real life, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Things like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like the the Korean, the, what I saw in the Korean drama did not work. Yeah. What do I do? Definitely. But then you realize at some point, hopefully, that what you're trying to do makes you like an insane partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at one point I want to, I guess I would tell people there's nothing wrong with you because you're. Uh -huh. At my friend told me in the end you reacted what people sent. The energy to you is yeah. not one-sided. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so there must yeah. be. It's never like just I say you always attract the unfinished business, right? So it's not yeah. just your problem. Right. So they have their issue. So it's just that if you are aware enough that people are reacting towards their own inner wound instead of you, then I think it's easier to let it go. That's asking a lot <laughs> <laughs> to have that kind of awareness. Yeah. So it's easier to let it go now because if you know you have your shit and they have their shit, but yeah. yeah. What is your unfinished business? It's be the same the under abandonment wound. Abandonment. Yeah, abandonment wound. Yeah. And trusting people. So how exactly would that show up in daily life? Daily life, I have no problem. I only have problem with uh intimacy. Oh okay. Yeah, like intimate relationship, like when I when I start to like trust these people to be my partner, yes, that's when it triggers the the wound. So that would make you avoidant. Yeah, I think most right? likely, yeah. You ever take a test for that kind of thing? I I took the test, but I'm mostly f fearful. They call it anxious, anxious avoidant. Anxious avoidant. Yeah. Oh. It's both sides. Both. <laughs> I have the worst one. Both, both sides. You because, win. Yeah. Yeah. It's it depends on situation. I could go anxious. Yeah. But most likely I would go towards the avoid. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a cycle that creates kind of loneliness, right? I don't feel lonely, to be honest. I feel fine oh. alone, like happily fine alone. Oh. I feel more lonely when I was in an intimate relationship. That's a sad thing, that right? That is. When you're, yeah. not, you're, you're, when you're not single, but you feel lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then I reflected in it, and it, it just came down to the fact that I didn't feel like I could express myself. True, yeah. You don't feel safe to express yourself. Yeah, that's, I don't feel safe. That's when that's how you grow up. You don't feel safe because as soon as you express, they either leave or this relationship or they, doesn't or go anywhere. A, or there's they lash back at you, right? Yeah, true. I think that's that's for me. That's been more of my experience. One, I don't think I told you this, but one relationship that I had, mm -hmm. it was a, uh, I would say it was dramatic. That's mm -hmm. a word for it. And then during the near the end of that, it was like when I knew that I had to talk to her about something, like my heart would start racing. Mm. I would start sweating. Mm. I would get all these classic signs of like anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, that's a sign. That is a sign. <laughs> that's a sign. Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's like my body's preparing itself for a fight, right? Uh-huh. And then because fight or flight mode. Yeah. And then um I'm not one for flight. So uh -huh. it would be like a conflict. Uh -huh. Because at that point I was just what I was trying to do is express my need. Mm. And then it was just being rejected and not being heard. But do you have the situation where yeah. it reverse and you're also becoming the one that's rejecting? Because I see that in mm -hmm. my parent. Like yeah. when I've becoming expressing my needs, yeah. I met a closed door. Oh. And when someone is 
expressing their needs to me, I also become the closed door because I don't know how to respond. Oh, um, actually, I'm quite good at that part of it. Mm. Strangely enough. Uh, even though I had the same kind of upbringing as you, which is like, I would try to say something and just get shut down with like a, because I said so, uh. <laughs> or something, you know, something with the same amount of inanity. But for me, it's, it took a lot of work. It really took a lot yeah. of work. Like in my intimate relationships and even my friendships, like I definitely, when I was younger, was not good at hearing Mm. I could listen to people, but I couldn't really hear what they were saying to me. Yeah. And I couldn't connect to the emotion behind it because I just had zero connection to my own. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of believe that in, in order to have empathy for other people, you have to connect with your own emotions. Very true. Because yes. you're like, this feels this way to me, mm. therefore they might feel that way. Yes. Yeah. So I, I when I was younger, I was quite bad at it. And I'm mm. sure I got defensive and weird. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, we got uh, probably got the defensive side from the Asian parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That tends to happen. Yes. I I think in the end I would say to like Asian people like there's there's nothing wrong with expressing all this problem like your trauma, your childhood. Right. Like you know, not the only one going through it and then actually talking about it, releasing it and doesn't let it hold power over you. Right. It's it's better than just like keeping quiet and like, no, this is not real. You know, just accepting the reality. It is. <laughs> That's just That's simple. Yeah, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, what are the What are the things that you think you would you want to do going forward in your in your next intimate relationships? What are the big changes you want to implement? Oof, communication. I think I I I, I try to learn how to like like you say become a good listener like not yeah. just listen but actually know like what the talking what they're empathy. trying to right. not just empathy like sometimes you you receive the meaning but it's not exactly what they meant um clarifying clarifying to, it yeah. in a way that it's in a mutual place not yeah. assuming that you know what they're saying oh know? yeah 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 that's a good I think one. that's my problem like i assume that it is this but then in the end it's not right and then it become a disappointment in both sides yeah yeah. Right. Or when I say something, it's not clear. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes he assuming. So it's like both people assuming each other is okay. And then in the end, it's not. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we just avoid the conflict. One of my favorite YouTube channels is this guy named Psychologist in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he's like a, you know, he's a, a therapist. And then he watches reality TV shows and like analyzes people mm. on them. So it's very entertaining for me. But um, one of the sayings that he has is that you need to convince the other person that you understand them. Mm. Like when you're in that sort of communication situation. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. It's like you have to prove that you understand. But it's hard, no? It's like, yeah, it's, hard. It's, like it's like you're trying to tell someone, do you understand me? And they say yes. And then yeah. you don't believe them. Like, right, right, right. Do you so, really understand me? So how do they prove it, <laughs> yeah. right? They're like, okay, what I think you mean is this. Uh -huh. And then because of this, and then if I was you, I would also feel this. That's like a, that's like the convincing dialogue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally being heard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finally being heard and seen yeah. as how you feel. I guess that's the part that's missing in our growing up, right? Yeah. Being validated, they say. With your feelings. Yeah, being validated. Right, even though it doesn't serve them right at that moment, but your feeling is still valid. Uh, well, I think it's okay to make it about you. Mm, yeah, but there's also a point where there's a fine line. Like I was 
going through the breakup, yeah. you know, you go through a phase where you search what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, and always, then you're <laughs> sort of like going through like what's wrong with this relationship. And then they ended up in the narcissistic abuse, this, but that, that. Yeah. So it's like, you have narcissistic parent or not? And they're like, no, I don't think so. They sort of sometimes understand what I'm saying. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like, start digging a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. What was your conclusion? I'm still searching, actually. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think it's an ending, it's a never-ending research. That's true. Because, you know, we've been through the same pattern and habits for like, I, I'm 35, so like, thir- yeah. it's not until recently, 33, that I realized all this shit in my past life. Yep. Yeah. So only, I've been doing the work for like less than three years, almost three years. That's the beginning. Yeah. It's more than most, I would still say. Yeah. And there's you know. so many books out there, podcasts, you can never finish listening in time because of all the works, but you just, yeah. it's like continuously doing it, you know, and and there's always something new come up. What was if you could name from your books and the podcast and every, all the all the stuff that you've consumed, was there one concept that you read or learned about that was like light bulb and it just clicked and made sense for you? I think the reason one was Gabriel Mate. Yeah. About trauma. Right. And then relationship wise, the one that relates most, hmm, probably Jay Shetty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which anything in particular? Just her his uh, daily updates about how a relationship should be. Yeah, and I think that's one of a healthy role model to look at. Yeah, you know the the uh, <laughs> the episodes that he does with his wife. I don't think he's done them for a while, but that was those are very yeah very enjoyable. Yeah, because it's sort of like we avoid conflict, right? Yeah, because how of how we brought up. Yes, but. For in order for a relationship or intimate relationship to work, you sort of need the conflict. It's how you walk past the conflict, the uncomfortable conversation mm. that shows you whether your relationship is going to work or not. Because usually my relationship ends during the uncomfortable conversation. Ah. Yeah. Do you think that's because of uh, uh, like an inability to, for you to kind of process it? Inability to process, uh, yeah. don't have the tools, don't have the words to articulate what's going on. Right. Yeah, a lot of that, yeah. This is something I noticed in myself. Uh, like, because I've worked for myself for a very long time, and so I'm not, like, in corporate situations. Hmm. I'm not really around a lot of people where I have to have those kind of conversations. Yeah. So I think that's a downside <laughs> to being an entrepreneur and, like, not having coworkers and stuff like that and not being in the corporate world. I don't, for a very long time, I didn't have the tools to navigate it because I didn't need to because, like, I'm the boss, right? So then I didn't have to navigate uh, conflict. I didn't have to do conflict resolution Mm. in a formal sense where it needed to happen. But also in Asian culture, Mm. business-wise, I think it's the same. It's The conflict solution is to not piss the boss off, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah, it's pretty top down, is what yeah, I heard. It's, it's the same pattern in the whole Asian culture. Like you, every the employee just become the people pleaser. They don't have a, their mind of their own. Oh yeah. Because the one that has the mind of their own, they just leave the company. They, <laughs> they start their own company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They start there. There's a like among all my entrepreneur friends, it's like it's kind of like a well known thing to not really hire anyone from Asia mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like you don't really know what they think. Yeah. Because they will only tell you what you want to hear. Yes, very true. Right. Actually. Um, oh, you're going to like this one. 
is that I also read somewhere that like the the quality of your relationships is directly correlated to how many to your to your skill in navigating difficult conversations. Yes. Or your willingness, maybe even. Mm. Yeah. I think that's very true in one way. What's the other way? Well, it also depends of the people you choose to be friends with, right? I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess the what I'm thinking about in this situation is like, how do you do that with your parents? I think parents is a different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different set of skill because we're so close to them. Yeah, and they're so close to us. Yeah, and they're so used to us for the past thirty years of being a certain way, and right. then suddenly we've become like a total different way that never thought about. Yeah, it's very hard for them to like accept like what is going on with my kid, you know? Yeah, they think we're being the weird ones. Yeah, we're being yeah. the black sheep in the house. Yeah. <laughs> the rebellion know. one they yeah i mean you are though i am you are I so am. am i <laughs> so it's true in some way i had a i had a talk with my dad one time mm-hmm. that was similar to that it was like i don't like the way you're talking to me mm-hmm. don't say things like that mm-hmm. and don't and he's like what are you talking about yeah he like totally didn't get it yeah but i don't know if he actually processed it but he did change his habits on like how he was addressing things that's good yeah i surprised yeah. but just with you right does I mean, I assume. Or with other people too. Does it affect how he addresses it with other people too? I think that comes more from my mom telling him. Mm. <laughs> because he used to be a CEO mm. of like 100 people or yeah. more than 100 people. So uh, even when I was younger, I was like, damn, this this guy treats me like his employee. Yeah. <laughs> employee. That's like how he addresses me. Yeah. And like always this sense of like never being satisfied. Mm. Which to be fair is also quite Asian. Yes. But there's also the boss element, which is like, Good job. You can do better. Mm, true. So I think that's where it came from. I think that's every Asian dad. Yeah. <laughs> Even to their daughters. Why didn't you get a hundred percent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, when you tell them like you uh, like for example for me, I open up a studio. They're like, oh, you can do this. You can do better. You can do this. I'm like, I'm, I'm still working on it. You, it, you oh. like you didn't even come to my classes. You didn't even see how I work. You're just assuming I'm not doing good enough. You know <sighs> that kind of thing. Like no one asked for your input here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's okay that you don't think I'm doing good enough, but you don't have to add on to it. Like, it, in one way, that's how you feel like you're not worthy because yeah. I'm already like at my best capacity right here. Yeah. If you don't see that, it's like... But there's no validation, right? Yeah, there's no validation. So that that's brings to my re- intimate relationship too. Most of the people don't see where I am. What do you mean? They always think you can do better. Like, oh, yeah. so that's the familiar familiar pattern. pattern. That you're... Yeah, and they don't really think that I'm what I do. It's worthy, or what I do is passion or stuff like that. It's not. It's not a. It's not a life journey. Teaching yoga is oh. doing yoga every day is not a life journey. They're like, oh, Justin's just, just like playing. A hobby. Yeah, she's just playing. It's not a career. Yeah, yeah, it is a career. <laughs> Come on, it is a career. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yoga is a pretty big business. Uh, business is a pretty big market, right? Come on. Well, it depends. I think that comes to a point where do you know why you're doing it? Yeah. And if you have a sense of worth or a sense of self, they call it. Yeah. Then you know you're you're doing it not to get their validation in the end. You're doing it because you know how it felt good to you for what you're serving, your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I see that I help people mm-hmm. when 
I teach them yoga. Yeah. They feel good about themselves. Right. That helps me feel good because I feel like I was valued with my effort. Yes. Yeah. And it's good that your energy helps people instead of bringing down people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole <laughs> that's, that's, the, the whole. that's the whole point of if if you know the whole point of what your purpose is, then and you start to not listen to what other people are trying to like not understand you. Yeah. I think that's that's when you'll find a sense of self. I think at one point right now it's just like finding yourself in a way that is finding who you really are and not being rocked by other people's opinions. How do you teach that to a kid? I don't think you can overbuild a kid's confidence if it's coming from a real place mm-hmm. instead of an egoistic place where it's mm. it's it's faking it. Right. 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 So if the kids are really confident and know that he's good at doing, like, let's say basketball. Yeah. And then he's just going to keep doing it because he's confident with it. He feels good. Yeah. And then that's yeah. not going to bring him down because life is hard enough out there. There's going to be something that's going to challenge his confidence outside of the world. Yes. Right? Always. Yeah. So you don't need someone inside the house to tell him he's not doing good enough. <laughs> Oh, I'm having a moment because I think that's mostly what I got. Yeah. Just like... I think that's mostly the Asian. Yeah, it's the Asian. It's like, um, that was okay, but you can do better. One yeah. of my friends, I remember, he told me he got into Stanford for grad school. And then his dad's reaction was like, good job. And he gave him a high five and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, good job. High five. Yeah. And I heard so many news, like kids that trying to straight seven A's, eight A's in, yeah. in school. Yeah. In the end, they only got like one A minus. They hang themselves. It's like, why? Oh my God. Yeah. What country? What country? Well, Malaysia has a few. Really? Yeah. Unsurprised. I'm not surprised. I, I, I think uh, Asia collectively has a daddy issue or a mommy. Well, you know, choose your parent, mommy issue. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever, whichever one's meaner. I think they're both. Well, <laughs> some, the unlucky one, they probably got like, you say the, the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. the really mean one, yeah. the physically abusive one. I think our mom is, our parents are more like just unconscious with what they, their upbringing was. They're doing the best. Yeah, they're doing the best with what they have. It's just not But they're not, they're not bad in inside. You can know because, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure not bad. Mm. I think most people, I don't think most people like are trying to be a villain, right? Mm. Most people are just trying the best with what yes. they have. And then oftentimes it's shitty. Yes. And and I think that's for the parents, our parents to actually know that what they did is not bad. It's just the side effect. It's not that great, but they're doing the best with what they had. It's not that we are saying they're bad. We're just saying right. that that affects us in certain way. That's why we become. Yes. And you can do better too. Right. Yeah. But yeah, this, this, mm. the thing that they got defensive is because we think they did a bad job. I think that's why our parents become a bad job. Uh, they become yeah. a reactive towards our our comment. Yeah, they make being it. Being traumatic. Yeah, they take it. it personally, right? Yeah, they take it personally. I mean, if your kid is telling you that, I mean, there's no way to not, <laughs> to not, to you know, it's very easy to true, combine true, the two. You yeah. can't separate yourself from that. Yeah. But they tried. <laughs> they tried. Yeah, I mean, in one, in I think in one way, I, I did express to them it it is what happened, but it's not that you are bad. You did very good job with providing us the things you can provide. Yeah. But it's just that you guys can communicate better. Yeah. And then I think they sort of know, but they just don't know how. 
no yeah. tools yet. Yeah, no tools, I would say. That's going to be on you to teach it's them. so hard. I just, yeah. I just had a conversation with my mom yeah. last Sunday and then she's like, I had enough. I'm going to run away from Malaysia. The avoidance style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where you get it from. I say, I guess, I guess that's how you deal with it right now. Okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, take your space. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's very mm, aware of you. Yeah. To not also take that personally, right? Well, I guess now you have learned enough mm-hmm. not a, not to say that i know everything yeah. but i learned enough to like take my feelings back towards feelings emotion that not taking things personally observing yeah right. observing yeah. and also by doing that you can also receive conflict or con uh, or like critics or opinions mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. taking it personally you're talking about the ego right yeah <sighs> was there something that you that you focused on when trying to bring your ego down? Bring my ego down. I Now I think like I notice it when it's up uh. and I sort of just bring it, it down in a way that I, okay, I'm, I'm not supposed to go that way. Oh, really? You have to come back this way, really? you know? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay. Like you catch yourself faster by going towards the, the usual pattern. Uh-huh. And then you sort of, even though you don't have the tools, but you know that you need to stop before you go there. The real goal is not to like, do away with all of this stuff, yeah. right? Because that's impossible. So the real goal is like, just shorten the reaction time and then the, yeah. the awareness time yeah. to as short as possible. And then that's yeah. that's pretty, in a realistic sense, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. I, I would guess like, like even people don't respond to you after your apologies or your yeah. your reaction. You just sort of like let it go, you know, because it's like, that's not up to you anymore. It's in one thing, is that you can only control what you can control, which is yourself. Yes. And if you did your best, then can't. the rest is up to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, I can't control other people. Yeah. Right? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of... I think it's in the guy, right? They, or, or in... in a, oh, come on. Uh, it's in everyone. Both, yeah, both. Both. Come on. All these, you, I think all, in yeah. one way, control means safety, right? In a safe... <sighs> if you have it safety. under control... It means, okay, I'm safe right here. That means you know what's going to happen. It's yeah. predictable and you can handle it. Yeah. If you can't control it, then who knows what yeah. can happen to you. It's unsafe. Yeah. Life is pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Did you think you would still be in Bangkok after 15 years? I wouldn't have thought I would move here in Bangkok at first. So never. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one day, my mom called me. Oh, you're having a uh, college break? Okay, pack your bag, come here for holiday. And I just literally packed this size of luggage. Yeah. And I yeah. moved here. And then she's like, oh, you're not going back. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's a communication Gap, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I see. I you see. can see how the. I see where this is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a lie, right? That's yeah. So, but that point, you sort of like you dependent on them. You can, yeah. You can't really say anything. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Oh, that doesn't help trust. Yeah. <laughs> right. True. It's like, oh, my life is gone. Yeah. Do you think things would have turned out different for you if you stayed there? Would have, could have, but I, I always believe. Something happens for a reason. Mm. Happens for a reason. Yeah. And even until now, talking to you about this, it's nothing I would ever thought about my life if I think back when I was 15 or 16. Sure. This is not something I imagine myself doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just in this small, like, yeah, like small room small with no room. air. <laughs> no air. <Yeah. laughs> talking about childhood trauma. Yeah. Like, yeah, this has not come across my thought at all. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad because that makes you normal. I, I hope so. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe there will be part. I think no matter no matter where you're at or whatever opinion you have, there will always 
people talk about you in good ways or in bad ways.、Mm-hmm. Like right now, there might be people that talking like bad, like、oh, about me. No, like me, like <laughs> in the Asian, like more close-minded would have said, "Oh, she's creating drama. Oh,、uh, you know, yeah, troubles. Speaking about it, like, but there also there's people that going through the same thing would have said, "I would have said, like, okay, I'm experiencing the same thing. I can learn something from it instead of like closing up and feel alone in this world." Yeah, yeah. Element of inspiration, right? Not so much inspiration. I think in the end, the only person that can inspire yourself is yourself.、Mm. Like, who do you want to be for yourself? You know, not for someone else. Not for the parents. Not for the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the world. Not for the society. For yourself. So the biggest turning point for you to get to this、uh, realization of who you wanted to be for yourself was rock bottom in the relationship. Rock bottom in relationship, yeah. Were there any other turning points that you can remember? No, because I think my personal life has been going well, career-wise.、Hmm. I've always do well. I've worked with people. There's no issues.、Um, yeah, with friends, barely has any problem.、Hmm. Yeah, when we keep contact with my good friends since high school, since.、Uh, Yeah, since high school, my longest friend was high school friend,、hmm? primary friend. There's one, That's nice. and then high school friends, university friends.、Uh, it's on, the only problem I have is my intimate relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem.、Though. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. And with my parents and my siblings, I would say okay. With, oh, my siblings would be the one that had the conflict most is my brother, the、yeah. the one that was、uh, get more attention from my parents, which they denied giving. Him more attention, but that's the fact. But he has the most problems with it. <laughs> no, no. But I, we grow up fighting a lot. Oh, because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, were you conscious of that? Like、conscious. that's the reason you were fighting, or you're just like I think making mad. Deep down, it's just jealousy. Yeah, sure. You know, jealousy of like、yeah. before this person comes into my life, like I used to have the attention. What happened? You know,、yeah. just as a、yeah. kid, it's just it's just like、right. it went all to you. Right. I want to take it back. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that happened to your cats. With my cat. Yeah, was there was there some jealousy when between new ones them?、Came? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really, really? <laughs> but funny enough, was the new one thinks I prefer the first one more.、Uh-huh. So, but I don't think that's jealousy. It's more like an animal instinct of trying to take over the alpha alpha position. Oh, yeah, competition. Yeah, not jealousy. It's a challenge. Yeah, because they can hang around with me peacefully most of the time. It's only when there there's a challenge of the alpha position. Yeah. That's when that's when the they fight. So what's that like? There's only room for one of them to sit next to you. This yeah. <sighs> really? <laughs> yeah. Not next to me. Like like you can see the the original alpha one was supposed to always be on my bed、mm. on my legs,、mm. and then now the young one is taking over his spot. Oh, he's like this is the yeah, this, this is, is the throne. This is the throne for yeah, yeah to <laughs> being next to mommy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> So that's the challenge. So now the、uh, the the original one, he doesn't really want to take a fight, but he、hmm. has that alpha energy since the other come in already. Because、yeah. the second one is just go with the flow, chill. She's always been the like the nice one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's okay with being the getting the affection from alpha, getting the、uh, affection. Yeah. Yeah. So he's okay with that. Yeah. And then now the the alpha one just sleep next to me in another basket. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally,、uh, he still get his throne back. Yeah. You think you give your cat's mommy issues in some way? I don't think so. I've been well, probably abandonment issues. Yeah, see, <laughs> doing the best with what you have. Yes. <laughs>
a wheel. <laughs> I gotta make a living for them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're not home very much, right? I'm not home very much. So whenever I'm home, like like my schedule, like if I teach in the morning, I'm out like five mm. or four or five, mm. six. By the time I got back, uh, maybe take a nap like noon, mm. and then I go back out again to teach that's until tiring. I come back. It's like to uh, eight p.m. eight p.m. and then I go to dinner. Yeah. Maybe I go, come back like nine p.m. Yeah. and then I sleep at ten. Oh and really? The next day <laughs> oh. I'm out again. Again, yeah. again, yeah. again. Repeats. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely abandoned. Yes. <laughs> and then sometimes I travel. I just leave them home with some babysitter, cat sitter. They're very insecure yeah. cats. <laughs> the small one, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because they're used to it. Oh. But the first one, he used to be with me a lot. So he he's more the attached one. Is he the influencer cat? Kuma, yeah. Yeah. Cool. The, the discount. <laughs> yeah. Discount the as discount well, right? discount cat, yes. Yeah. Why was he discounted? I think somehow black and white was uh, the fact of Scottish folk. I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I just knew about that too. I think black and white cats are cuter though. Because it's more common in the street cat. You can see in the street cat, right? Black and black white? Black and white, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, so. I mean, yeah. I used to have a cat and she was black. Mm. So, street cat. And then Scottish foes, I think the most expensive one was the full white one. White? White, like white. White, white, white. White, white, white. white. Wow, yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, so that's the, that's the expensive one, I guess. How much was the discount, Kuma? Not a lot. I think I bought the second one for 10000 the the tabby okay. one. Okay. So he was like 8000 baht. Okay. Yeah. Oh, discounted 20%? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not yeah, bad. And the third one was free from the street. <laughs> oh, right, that's right. <laughs> Super discounted. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so if you were to give a message to people that are maybe unhappy with their Asian parents, white parents, whatever. Just with their parent, their their connection with their parents or maybe they feel like they want to improve their intimate relationships. Is there something you can say to that? Uh, start with yourself. Yeah. 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 I think the work start with yourself. It's, it's not trying to change them or it's not trying to change. It's, I think it's not trying to change who you select either or who you attract, hmm. but it's starting to change yourself and accepting and take accountability of your shitty part, mm. the, you know, your own shit. Mm. And that's when you change who you're attracted to. Like you, you will no longer see what you used to be familiar, attractive. That's true. Yeah, something like that. That's true. Or you wouldn't lo- no longer take your parents' reaction personally because you're coming from self-love place, mm-hmm. you know. You're, you're knowing they're doing the best. And so are you. Mm. And you're also trying to change yourself. And by doing that, you can change how you interact with them also change. What I like is that it's it doesn't depend on other people. Yeah. Because for most of us, we'll struggle because we want to change other people. Yeah. We want to change our surroundings, the environment, reactions, outcomes. It's the same like you want to control it. Right? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right, that's right. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, it's to safe. feel safe. But actually, the, way to, the only way to do things is change yourself. Yes. But, you know, the natural human tendency is like, first, let me change other things. <laughs> and then if, only if I have to, I'm going to do something for myself. Yeah, true. We're lazy. We're not lazy. I think... Sort of like as you grow up, you don't want to really, at some point you were so damaged that you don't really want to accept the fact that you're damaged. Mm, denial. That the, in denial, yeah. I would say. Like, yeah, sure. But if accepting that you have some damage doesn't mean you are, you are not worthy. It just mm. means you've got some work to do. That's it. Yeah, you, you know, you, you broke got, your arm. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, Figure. healing. You, could, like, heal you just you have to heal it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, it's not like, okay, I'm damaged. There's something wrong with me. I'm not lovable. That's how we link love, right? Yeah. Like if I'm faulty, I'm not lovable. That's right. why, That's where all the right. wounds coming up. So then you accept anything. 
and you please. Yeah, you just settle for whatever comes. Shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Shitty treatment, and Basically. then you tell yourself like, okay, this is, this is the best I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a conscious thought for you at the point at that moment? Probably. Yeah. Really. That unconscious, not oh. not not conscious. Oh, okay. I would say unconscious because now if you're conscious and you look back. You would you would have say that why did I accept that all those bullshit you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can relate yeah. I can relate you know I used yeah. to get anxiety symptoms when I'm talking yeah. to someone so I can relate yeah got you got everything out of your system I won't say everything I think it's still like there's a therapy saying intimate or relationship yeah. is a wound yeah you can only heal it in relationship wound um like when you oh when you're when in you a relationship. have a relationship it will only comes up surface. When you have an intimate relationship, yeah, I, I yeah. Could agree with that. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it alone. Like, I'm not seeing a therapist right now. I have over the years for quite a while, and then I've also uh, done couples therapy twice with two different people, mm-hmm. right? But it's the same thing as you said. Like, I think only when I get into a new relationship do I really need to kind of, or do I want to dive back into that because, like, oh, there's a lot of new stimuli. Yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to react to some of it. And I think I'm in the same situation. Yeah. that's why I'm just. Would I say I'm avoiding it right now? I probably would be avoiding it in the in a sense that like I don't have the tools yet, even though I yeah. know a lot. Yeah. But I don't have the tools and I don't have the time. Yeah. I think relationship takes a lot of effort and time. Yeah. And yeah. In a way, also like, am I in a good place to get into a relationship? Probably not. You so. with your three jobs, me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Right. Yeah. 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 There will be a time and place. Yeah, there will be a thing when it when it is the time, it is time. And also yeah. like bef- like looking back at my past relationship, it's like I just get into a relationship because there's one. There's not much thought about how compatible are we financially, physically, emotionally, all this stuff. There's none. There's no we didn't talk about those stuff. There's no future planning, just like going on a autopilot. Oh, this is what relationship happens and then mm. it starts going here and then maybe it starts going here. That's right. expectation, right? Was that because because you just got chased and you're like, okay. Yeah. And I happen to like them, which oh. it doesn't really happens a lot. If I like someone, it must be something. Okay. There must be something here. Yeah. Your unfinished business. Yeah, my unfinished business. <laughs> now, now, you know. Know. Now, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> All right. That's a good place to yeah. call it. So thanks for, thanks for talking to me today. Oh, thanks, thanks for, being for my inviting. Yeah. Thanks for inviting. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah.